You're listening to another edition of the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast, our special edition sports review. Welcome. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. And welcome to another edition to the Hattrick and Ramsey on these podcasts. This is Ramsey here with a special guest. We're doing a special sports review, and uh, this is his debut podcast. He is interested in a sport called curling. Now, if you've never heard of curling, no, he hasn't taken up hairdressing, and he hasn't taken up doing uh, curling people's hair. So it's actually called a sport. And if you've never heard of curling, it's not the most popular sport in the world, probably. It's not the most in your papers all the time or in front of the telly. Uh, curling is a sport when you use an ice rink and you use a big massive clay disc ball, whatever you want to call it, and uh, you use also sweeping brushes and it's almost like probably similar to the, if you're playing a game of bowls on grass but on ice but with different tools, technically in a sense, similar idea that you knock things off in a centre circle at the other end of the rink, but uh, yes, but we'll find out a better insight to what curling is all about and how it's doing in Scotland and also around the world. So we welcome our special curling expert guest, Rob Robert Smith. Welcome. Hello. So, your first podcast, how do you feel? I'm a little bit nervous, so be gentle. Be gentle okay. with me, Fraser. Be gentle. So tell, tell us, uh, t- just, before <coughs> going, just before we go into curling, what does Robert Smith do? Who, obviously, you're just uh, you're, you're from Scotland, and uh, I've known you for a while uh, through our trusty people from Cramond, and uh, I like the, we can mention Indeed. our darts expert, uh, Richard Marwick, who will be probably coming on to the podcast sports soon at some point. So he'll and there's uh, we have our cricket expert, which might delay the cricket expert, Goofy Chris Scott, Chris Scott, or not Goofy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's because we want to keep our listeners. Um, so um, yeah, so we want to tell us who's Rob Smith before you get into your curling sort of uh, sort of uh, stuff, story and things. What do you do? What, what is your general day to day job? Your who are you? What do you do? Go on, tell us. Yes, so I'm a, uh, I'm a service engineer, fix equipment in hospitals and uh, pharmaceutical laboratories, really. I've got a degree in chemistry and um, I still work in science to this day. It's a, mainly life sciences. And my machines that I work on are mainly used for uh, blood analysis, uh, separating out the drugs that they dose patients with for um, transplants or uh, drugs for use. Um, and other assays that, that they run on um, might be saliva um, from forensic science. It's a bit CSI. Um, also been used maybe in the Olympics as well for urine analysis from the athletes. That's quite a, a good one to make it a bit more relevant. But, um, yeah, it's very quite a specialist job. I'm freelance now, and uh, I enjoy it. It's good. It's really good. It's, uh, it's good fun. It's like uh, solving puzzles every day, and I love puzzles. Is it what other parts of the where does your job take you to different parts of the world or is it mainly just Europe or anywhere else? 
It's an American company, so I've worked in America for a couple of years. Um, I go over there for training courses uh, every every odd while, but mainly work in Scandinavia and the UK, and a little bit in Ireland as well. That's good. So how long have you been doing this job? I've been doing my freelance for five years, and my own job, the the actual servicing of the equipment, for about 12 years. Uh, so quite a while. I'm sure my age, Rams. That's good. <laughs> I'm sure my age. I, don't, I shouldn't really give that away. Uh, Too much information. Uh, yeah, he's got a good plastic surgeon. Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's really today. It's a good yeah, plug there. Yes, exactly. So, uh, anyway, so that's an uh, insight to Rob um, and what he does, and he likes to make sure your equipment's working. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Anyway, it's a serious job, people. Come on, it's a serious job. So, um, so, <laughs> so anyway, um, he always tells you the hints and tips how to uh, pass a, a, urine, a urine test just in case you want to fail it. Um, so, anyway, um, curling, tell us about it. What is the what is curling? Tell us the ins and outs, how it all started, a bit of history about it, and uh, explain to the people who just don't have a clue what curling is. Go for it. So yeah, curling is uh, played a nice rink during the, the winter months. Um, mainly, it consists of a, a team of four players. Uh, one team plays against the other. Four players play a curling stone across the sheet of ice to a target, which is uh, I'm not sure of the exact distance, but it's, it's quite a fair distance away from where they throw it. They deliver the stone from a from a hack, a delivery section of the ice behind the the target that they or the one end. They deliver it to the target at the other end. The stone that finishes closest to the centre of the target is uh, the shot stone. So. Each player gets two stones each, so their team plays eight stones. Each team plays eight stones per end. So the first player designated the lead is usually, uh, with all due respect to leads, is the the least experienced or probably the the uh, not the best curler of the four players. He plays he or she plays a first stone. They usually play it. Um, if you're playing tactically, they usually play just outside the, the target or the house. The target's sometimes called the house. Now, the idea of the, the second who comes after the lead, his two stones usually come around these stones the lead has played. Ideally, they curl round the stone that's just in front of the target, so they curl behind the stone that the lead's played. And so they are hidden by the target or a guard stone that the lead's played at the front. The third and the skip... Um, also play after that. The third is usually like a vice captain, I guess. He plays his two stones and cleans up any stones that other teams may be played um, from the from the target. The aim of the game is to get as many shots around the centre of the target as possible. Finally, the skip will play. He's the usually the best player. He dictates the tactics. He will stand up at the at the target when the other three players, the lead, the uh, the second and the third play their shots the skip will tell the player where to where he wants the stone to be and will actually give him a target with his brush or his stick that he used that he used to sweep the ice the skip I can see this manner so the the skip um, hardly ever sweeps 
The skip is basically the tactician. You can play curling in many different ways. You can sometimes block up the target at the front. You can play all your shots in, which means it'll be easier to take out, take away if you play all your shots in the target. But the skip is the main guy. He's the master tactician. Sometimes curling is it's very similar to bowling, as you said, but it's sometimes called chess on ice because it is very tactical. Uh, the, and the skip designates the tactics. Uh, every skip has a different way, and no end is ever the same. There's always a different set of way the stones roll and everything else. But the skip dictates the tactics. So he plays last. So hopefully, in an ideal scenario, the, the three previous players, the lead, the second, and the third, have set up the um, the target for the skip. So they've probably got a few stones near the centre. They're well guarded by the outside stones. And he just has to play some finesse shots in there to keep things nice and tidy and secure their shots. Because the aim of the game is to get the most, the most shots on the board to win. But uh, the skip, when he's playing, when he's designated tactic, he actually aims his brush uh, to be maybe two or three feet away from the actual where he wants a stone to lie, the target. He does this deliberately because the curling, as it's uh, called, is because the stones curl or turn depending on what's called the hand you play. It's a bit like centrifugal motion. You can place the stone when you're delivering it as you slide off from the hack. You deliver it with an out-turn or in-turn, which gives it a clockwise or anti-clockwise or counterclockwise direction. This spins on the ice, and the, the stone either goes right or left, depending on the, uh, the hand or the clockwise or anti-clockwise motion that's placed on it. So different sheets of ice um, have also different types of curl on them as well. So some ice is just pretty poorly manufactured and it doesn't have much curl on it. And some ice we play on has a lot of curl on it. So the skip has to tell very early on where the, where the target is, where to put his brush, and to tell how much curl is on the ice. It also, the how much curl also depends on how hard you throw the stone. The harder the stone goes, the less curl on it. Uh, so it goes a lot straighter. And also, the thing that I quite like is the brushing, the sweeping bit of it, which makes the sport. The brushing keeps the curl off so the stone goes straighter and also um, accelerates the stone a little bit, keeps it going in a, um, in, a, in a long, keeps it going longer, essentially. So it keeps the stone from, uh, from uh, slowing down. So the brushing, I, I'm still not sure of the physics of it, but they say it maybe melts the ice or takes off the takes off the sheen from the ice so that the, the stone travels further and curls less. So the, the sweeping can have a big difference. An ideal curling shot is a stone with just a little bit less weight so that the sweepers can control how fast the stone goes and how much curl it has. It's quite technical and it's also That's quite, um, I think your colleague your colleague Hugh Hattrix yeah. mentioned about their physiques. Um, but there's a lot of curlers out there with pretty good physiques because they sweep a lot and it's quite it's more energetic than it looks it's good so, it's good um, so does that make sense um, well uh, yeah so what are the the stones kind of well I've seen it I mean what a curling stone looks like it's kind of a obviously a flat a round circle but it's a bit thick, thick chunk to explain this is just a this is really dodgy to explain curling for some reason <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not you're not the first one. You're not the first one to. It's just we all have a laugh at a curling sheet. It's all good. It's all good fun. It's a team sport. Yeah, a team. Just the thought of getting your stones brushed doesn't really sound that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like uh, yeah. So, keeps them clean. Yeah, it keeps them clean. Sure, it does. So. Uh, 
Akin. But yeah, you know, so it's kind of like a yeah, it's a flat circle, but quite and it run with the handles so they push it along. So kind of thing. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy object though, a curling stone. It's yeah. about twenty kilograms, um, or about forty pounds, in uh, in old or American money. I'm not sure what you call that, but yeah, twenty kilograms is um, it's quite, and it's got, it's quite a wide um, circumference, probably about thirty six inches or something. It's quite, a, it's a, it's, it's a big, heavy object, um, but it's usually made up of. Uh, a centre section of very strong granite, usually from only two places in in the world that really um, still manufacture, still can get granite of that quality. Elsa Craig on the west coast of Scotland, and also uh, Quarry in Wales, um, are the main two. It's usually like a if you think of it like a meat in the sandwich of the of the stone. The main sort of centre part, of the meat, right. is the granite from Elsa Craig or this. Uh, Quarry site in Wales. Cool. Um, it's I, very I, I, particular. It's very popular. It is curling. Obviously, it's more of a kind of is it a Winter Olympic sport kind of thing, or what is it? It is a Winter Olympic sport. Yeah, I don't know if you you saw many years ago the the, the women's Scottish team won gold at the Olympics. Um, quite a few years ago now, probably over ten years ago, Rona Martin won, and one of our teams still um, teaches a lot of curling in my local rink in Kinross. Uh, so I see her now and again, or I used to. Um, so that's good. So we do have a bit. Scotland is very good at um, at curling. There's um, a lot of a lot of people still play. A lot of uh, generations play in, in Scotland. A lot of fathers, grandfathers, sons uh, play. It's very kind of family oriented, and also grandmothers and wives and uh, daughters as well. Probably one of the very few sports we actually are good at. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I know Canada, Canada are the best. though Canada are by far the best, and um, also very, um, very keen on curling. Um, if you go to a bar there, I guess in some parts of Canada, you'll be able to see curling on the television instead of instead of football or rugby or whatever you get over here. Um, over there is curling. Over there is curling, and they are they are the best. I would have to say, and we also play a. Um, a Strathcona Cup it's, it's a competition of Scotland versus Canada every five years we play alternate um, a group of uh, Scottish curling members go over to Canada and vice versa the Canadians come over here and play for a play for a cup so there's strong links between Scot- Scotland and Canada and curling also uh, but Canada is the place to go so what made uh, you take up curling yourself? I took up curling as I was saying earlier through family My both my mother and father play okay. um, my dad um plays a lot for the um, for the club and also he does he does a lot for the governing body the RCCC the Royal Canada Caledonian Curling Club he's been uh, a member for quite some time now um, quite well known in curling circles and so it's a sort of can't beat them join them sort of thing and I decided to he took me along one day and I decided to take it up um, after that and uh, became a member about the year after uh, of my local club in in Fife, and um, we, yeah, I really enjoy it. I really love it. It's a great, like I said, it's it's a lot more um, involved than than you would think. It's very tactical, and it's also a team sport. Definitely a team sport. Very different from bowls in that respect. Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to Hattrick and Ramsey at gmail dot com. <laughs> 
So if somebody was looking to get into curling or learn about it, where would they, how would you advise them and how, where to go, depending on where they're from? Well, it depends. Uh, it depends where you're from, but I would first look up the um, the Royal Caledonian Curling Club website. That'd be the first place to go. The R R Triple C is abbreviation. I would look up the Royal Caledonian Curling Club website and see how you could get into curling there. There's a uh, few big ice drinks in, in major cities in Glasgow, uh, Edinburgh, um, and there's also a place in Fife where I play in Kinross, which is. Uh, a nice little um, small club that's uh, very friendly, and the curlers are very, very happy to to see new members and to accept new members. And um, it's a very welcoming sport. It's very friendly, and you'll be, I'm sure if you want to try curling, you'll be welcomed with open arms by the by the fellow curlers. And they're great people. I've met a lot of good friends through curling. Cool. Well, that's your uh, sports update from your uh, basically your curling scene in Scotland. So if that's uh, of any use to you, uh, if you understood a lot of the technical stuff and the jargon, um, and you want to take it up, we, you know where to go in Scotland. Uh, also, Rab is also, well, Rab is a show for Robert, for those who are American listeners or around the world who are listening to this, that uh, Robert's a keen gamer. He likes to uh, play a lot of computer games. So what kind of, are you into the sort of up-to-date, all the recent games that are out at the moment, or are you kind of more sort of a set game you play a lot all the time? I uh, I play a lot of I play a lot of adventure games and role playing games. I'm a big Nintendo fanboy back in the day of uh, Zelda, mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda. It's a great game. I uh, I also remember the old SNES days as well. And again, show my age here, Rams Fraser. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. I should call you by your real name. We're calling ourselves by our uh, by our by our main names, <laughs> uh, by our nicknames. Um, but yeah, I um, I've always loved video games. I think I think video games get a bad rep. Um, I I've played video games since I was a young age, and it's taught me a lot about um, essentially leveling up a little bit and earning experience and going on to the next level. It's taught it's taught me a lot about um, seeing things through, um, challenging. I, yeah, I I quite like playing video games. I I limit myself. I don't play them all the time. Let's put it that way. But um, I enjoy as a stress relief. Some people like drinking. I suppose I quite like playing video games. Um, but I. I'm just looking for the Nintendo Switch, which is coming out in March, which is the new console for Nintendo. That's going to be an interesting uh, platform for Nintendo. It's kind of, I think it's death or glory for them, really. They um, they haven't really supported a good console for a long time and don't have a great selection of games at launch either. So that's a big concern. Okay. Um so there we go, people. We'll this is, uh, we've had a brief update on some uh, games and we've had the insight to the Scottish curling scene on the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. So debuting, Robert Smith. Uh, so we want to thank you for your update on the an insight to the Scottish curling scene. Uh, how did you feel after your first podcast, uh, your first wee interview? I feel a lot better now. Thanks for having me on, Fraser. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, so uh, we've, uh, for those who are listening, uh, we're gonna, we'll probably... Uh, put a little bit of music in between the what we've been talking about just to jive it up a bit but um, I'd say thank you for Robert to, to his first podcast and coming on and telling us about the curling scene I'm sure we'll have an update going forward and also our future guest by Richard Marwick uh, talking to <coughs> excuse me uh, talking to us about darts if you like to be 
on the okay if you like to watch darts uh, he's the man to uh, talk us through it so anyway uh, thank you for listening and until next time bye bye now